Tonight on the Worldview Report, as the border invasion heats up, more Americans are asking, who are the organizers? We've got a full report from Anthony Rubin on the ground, as well as an analysis of who is responsible. And it's not just Biden or the Democrats. A Black History Month presentation on major U.S. college campuses depicts white people as psychopaths. And we've got the video. The city of San Francisco, California proves it's not so difficult after all to remove the homeless tents. They can do it in 24 hours or less if they want to. And we have a report on a new trend in America. It's called euthanasia tourism. We'll explain how it works. All these stories and more as the Worldview Report begins right now. This is Worldview Report with host Brandon House. Whether it is news from the nation's capital or your state capital, from the classroom to the boardroom, from national security to national and local news that impacts you and your family, Worldview Report is your trusted source for vital and uncensored news. And now, here is Brandon House. Good evening and welcome to the Worldview Report. Leading off tonight, Anthony Rubin of muckraker.com has a new video report out on how the border invasion being carried out under Joe Biden is highly orchestrated by a few dozen non-government organizations. Watch this. And catered to by various international government and non-government organizations. A few on the scene include OIM, Red Cross, UNICEF, HIAS, European Union, Doctors Without Borders, UNHCR, and the Norwegian Refugee Council, who offer migrants aid and instructions on how to get to the United States. Migrants receive various maps detailing exactly how to trek to the U.S. border. This map, displayed in a highest care facility, shows the migrant path across Panama and Costa Rica. In this footage, a highest worker can be seen explaining exactly how to cross Panama. A more comprehensive map is distributed by the Red Cross. This map not only shows multiple migration routes to the United States, but also includes rest stops across Central America and Mexico. A similar map is handed out by Medicos Sin Fronteras, also known as Doctors Without Borders. Perhaps the most striking form of this aid is a bag which we call a rape kit. It is handed out by the OIM in Colombia before migrants trek through the Darien Gap. The kit, which contains condoms and morning after pills, allows migrants to get raped more safely in the jungle. Why are all these groups encouraging migrants and aiding them on this deadly journey? Why is this happening on an organized industrial scale? And why does the U.S. border remain wide open? In September 2015, the United Nations General Assembly adopted the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. The agenda provides a quote-unquote blueprint for peace and prosperity for people and the planet, now and into the future. At its heart, are the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Agenda 2030 outlines a blueprint for world socialism, stating that we are embarking on a collective journey to build a world 
free of poverty, hunger, disease, and want. In a related paper by the IOM titled Migration and the 2030 Agenda, a clear plan for mass migration of people is presented. The report begins by stating, the 2030 Agenda recognizes migration as a core development consideration, which marks the first time migration is integrated explicitly into the global development agenda, and further states, quote, it is possible to link migration to every goal in the 2030 Agenda. Shockingly, the report refers to migrant men, women, and children as agents of development. Finally, the report states that, we should not focus efforts on trying to stop migration, facilitating, not restricting. Migration is the priority. While it is likely that many of these migrants are good people, there's no doubt that these groups serve as camouflage for spies, criminals, and other nefarious actors seeking to penetrate our borders undetected. Powerful organizations, thousands of miles away, are facilitating the collapse of the U.S. southern border, among many consequences of this, one will be permanent political demographic change. Most of these migrants are loyal to the Democratic Party due to their immigration and open border policies. Allow this to go on for long enough, and the United States will be a country dominated by one-party rule. If the American people don't act soon, the United States as we know it. Senator Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, recently gave his analysis of how and why the southern border remains wide open. It has a lot to do with Joe Biden, obviously, but another key player in keeping the border open is Senator Mitch McConnell, the Senate minority leader and a lifelong globalist neocon who's married to the daughter of a Chinese shipping magnate. Watch this. Just very simply, when we entered this thing, McConnell, his top priority was funding for Ukraine. But public opinion and the very strong political rhetoric that we ought to secure our own border before we spend $60 billion to secure Ukraine's was effective. And so McConnell finally switched and said, OK, we're, we got to let Democrats know we're serious. We're going to defeat cloture on this bill and we're going to demand that border security is going to be attached to funding for Ukraine. Then secret negotiations occurred on an issue that the public supports Republicans on. And we end up with this monstrosity of a bill. It's an immigration bill. It's not a border security bill. But during, during that time frame, we repeatedly talked about making Ukraine funding contingent on border metrics. You know, just like performance measurements in, in business, right? As, as the border was secured, you'd get $5 billion a month. I mean, we had it all laid out, had a proposal. It had a great deal of support in our conference, but what Mike pointed out is, unbeknownst to us at the time, McConnell told Langford, that's not even on the table. He, he, on his own, using his own authority, without telling the conference, even though he knew the, knew the conference supported tying border security or Ukraine funding to actually securing the border, McConnell just took that off the table. And that moment of leverage we had, where we could use Biden's desire for Ukraine funding to actually force him to use his executive authority to secure the border has been lost. And that is why so many of us are speaking out against McConnell. It was such a breach of his, of his leadership position and is such a, you know, just a horrible thing to do to Americans who want to secure border. But that's, that's where we're at. So, again, I think it has been smoked out. Now the action moves to the House, 
Thank you, Senator Johnson, for calling a spade a spade. Senator Ron Paul also confirmed that it was Mitch McConnell who sold America out. Watch this. You know something about criminal neglect. So, Senator Paul, what's your response and what's your plan, sir? You know, I would say it's criminal neglect for Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden to get together to send a hundred billion dollars overseas to fix someone else's border before addressing our border. We have an emergency. We have an invasion. We have 700,000 people came across in the last two months and they're willing just to punt on that. You know, they put forward a fake proposal. It wasn't any good. We shot it down. But that doesn't mean we're ready to give up on it. Many of us want to fight. Thirty two of us out of forty eight. Three-fourths of us said we wanted to keep fighting. We want to actually fix the border before we ship $100 billion of our money overseas. I meet no one in Kentucky, no conservatives across the land that are for this. But the leadership of the Senate under Mitch McConnell is more concerned with sending your money to Ukraine than they are with the invasion of the southern border. And I've had enough. I'm going to do everything in my power to slow down and stop this. And I told them they can vote when hell freezes over, Mm. because, frankly, this isn't in the best interest of our country. The money has to be borrowed. We don't have a hundred billion sitting around. We borrow one point five trillion and they're gonna borrow another hundred billion. So essentially So let's be frank here. McConnell is not a conservative, he's not a modern, he's not even a liberal. I think Mitch McConnell is worse than any of those things. I think he's a snake. I think he's more precisely a chameleon. He will become whatever the Washington Uniparty needs him to be at any given moment. Without him in the key Senate position or someone like him in there, the border would be closed by now. And 21 other U.S. senators voted along with McConnell and all of the Democrats to pass a $95 billion aid package, with $60 billion of that going to Ukraine and the remainder for Israel, the Palestinians, and other countries in the Indo-Pacific. Of course, there's zero money in that package for U.S. border security. House Speaker Mike Johnson says the bill isn't going anywhere in his chamber. A scholar who specializes in diversity, equity, and inclusion made the comment that, quote, whites are psychopaths, end quote. This was during a recent guest lecture at the University of California, San Francisco, and has, well, drawn outrage and scrutiny, and rightfully so. The College Fix reports that the February 8th lecture, held as part of the school's Black History Month events, featured DEI expert Dante King and was titled, quote, Diagnosing Whiteness and Anti-Blackness, White Psychopathology, Collective Psychosis and Trauma in America, end quote. According to the university's online description of the talk, quote, this talk will overview King's upcoming course and book, development, construction and functionality of race and racism as psychopathology, psychopathy, and sociopathy, end quote. Young America's Foundation obtained a recording of the nearly two-hour lecture and on February 9th posted an edited highlight reel from the talk on X, which quickly went viral. Many comments were critical of the scholar's lecture, which also argued that, quote, whiteness, end quote, is rife with, quote, delusions, end quote, and, quote, perversions, end quote. He also said that the law allows for the rape of black women. Take a look. Whites are psychopaths. 
and their behavior represents an underlying biologically transmitted proclivity with roots deep in their evolutionary history. How, can, how many of you could see the proclivity that evolved deep within the evolutionary history of whiteness by show of hands? How many of you could see it? Some people are sitting here, oh no, I don't wanna raise my hand. That's called denial. There's no discussion about the delusion and the perversion of whiteness. Say this with me, rape culture in America is a legal, economic, and moral institution. So we're going to, we have it written in the law, you can rape black women, but we've never been a racist country. This goes beyond gaslighting and it's rooted in psychological delusion. And I'm not seeking agreement from white people at all. I don't prioritize whiteness or white people in my work in that way. So turn to your neighbor and say, as much as we want to talk about how bad anti-Blackness is, it is the foundation of all American, all white American institutions. We then get to Ron DeSantis. He says, in Florida, we're taking a stand against the state-sanctioned racism that is critical race theory. We won't allow Florida tax dollars to be spent teaching kids to hate our country or hate each other, only to hate Black people. We will invest dollars in that. I think whites are psychopathic. I think there are many lies. The level of lying that white people do that has started since colonialism, we're just used to it. Teenagers, young people that are going out and committing purse, uh, uh, home invasions and hitting people, women over the head with purse, uh, uh, objects and stealing their purses. I want you to just say, that's just human nature. And if, some, if you're sitting here, you're going, wow, he sounds really pro-black. I am, I am. And for all you white people who are unwilling to admit that, admit that you're pro-white, you're just not saying it. What would you say for folks who may say that your work is considered to be reverse racism. I don't make room for that. Notice the public call for a show of hands, followed by him shaming those who did not raise their hands. This man's lecture, well, it was conducted like a religious service. It's sick. And I think he's a very bitter individual, and I think he should seek some help. Left-wing states like Oregon and Vermont are removing residency requirements for euthanasia, allowing people to travel from anywhere to end their lives within their borders. Wesley J. Smith wrote an excellent article that was published by the Epoch Times on February 5th. It was on how the states have legalized assisted suicide and have universally passed new expansive legislation, including the removal of state residency requirements that permit what they call suicide tourism. For instance, Oregon and Vermont, they have removed their state-assisted suicide residency requirement, permitting people to travel from anywhere to die by assisted suicide in those states. A recent court case is challenging the New Jersey assisted suicide law residency requirement and an assisted suicide expansion bill in Colorado seeks to permit suicide tourism in that state. Wesley Smith writes, quote, 
assisted suicide zealots have long sought to similarly impose their death agenda throughout the nation, regardless of state laws to the contrary. Indeed, not long after Oregon voters legalized doctor-prescribed death in 1994, advocates tried to get the Supreme Court to impose a Roe v. Wade-type constitutional right to assisted suicide, In quote. In the 1997 case of Washington versus Glucksburg, the Supreme Court, well, they ruled unanimously that no such right exists in the U.S. Constitution. A law went into effect February 1st in the Netherlands, allowing parents to euthanize their terminally ill children, whether or not the child is unwilling or unable to give consent. The law legalizes the killing of children ages 1 through the age of 12 who are deemed to be, quote, suffering hopelessly and unbearably, end quote. Previously, the country allowed euthanasia of children older than 12, along with infants under age one, who could be killed if their parents and their doctors agreed and they faced an illness labeled as terminal or faced serious suffering. In 2023, lawmakers passed a controversial expansion of the eligibility guidelines to include children of all ages. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back from the break and thank you for being with us. Again, thank you also for your support. If you'd like to support our foundation, which is one of the largest sponsors that we have that allows us to push out programming for free, then we appreciate your supporting the foundation at wvwfoundation.com. You see, it's very simple. We could put all of the programming behind a paywall as soon as it goes off the air. And trust me, a lot of groups do. If you don't catch it live, you don't get to see it unless you pay to get behind the paywall. Now, we could do that. But what we have done is let all of our programming out for 30 days. Everybody can watch free of charge. We do that with, I would say, 99.99% of our programming. I would say our only one really is our Ozarks conference. That's one, That one's so expensive to produce that we generally put that in our situation room club. But other than that, all of our other programming that I can remember is just put out there. Even my documentaries have been put out there. I could sell those and I have in the past, but the last few I just put out there for free. Again, it's our foundation that helps underwrite some of these projects as well as the bandwidth so that we can put it out for free because it's free for you to watch, but not free for us to stream. We have to pay the bandwidth. So if you appreciate that, please consider supporting WVWfoundation.com. WVWfoundation.com. You'll also find our mailing address there if you prefer to support us through the mail. Thank you. And now back to the news. The Ebuck Times has published an article exploring how the United States has become so utterly dependent upon an uninterrupted supply of affordable electricity. Former CIA Director James Woolsey testified before the U.S. Senate in 2015 that if America's electric grid was to go down for an extended period, such as a year, quote, there are essentially two estimates on how many people would die from hunger, from starvation, from lack of water, and from social disruption. One estimate is that within a year or so, two-thirds of the United States population would die. The other estimate is that within a year or so, 90% of the U.S. population would die, end quote. Chris Keffer, president of Canadians for Nuclear Energy, 
concurred in the opinion that too many people are too dependent on the electrical system. He stated, quote, the energy grid is a civilizational life support system, and without it, modern society collapses very quickly, end quote. He is one of several experts featured in energy analysis Robert Bryce's new documentary film called Juice, subtitled Power, Politics, and the Grid. This five-part series, well, it looks at how the engineering marvel of the 20th century has gradually made our society more fragile and unstable. Much of that has been done, well, on purpose by radical politicians sold out to the globalist net-zero anti-carbon ideologies. Bryce told the Epoch Times, quote, We are seeing the grid's reliability, resilience, and affordability all declining. We wanted to get people and policymakers to understand that our most important energy network is being fragilized. And we ignore this danger at our own peril, end quote. Stephen Pinker, author and Harvard psychology professor, well, he wrote a review that, quote, energy is our primary defense against poverty, disorder, hunger, and death, end quote. And yet, many nations in the West have engaged their power grids in a game of Russian roulette in an attempt to reduce so-called global temperatures. Bill Gates has just launched his radical new scheme that promises to, quote, save the planet, end quote, from so-called climate change. As Slay News reported last year, Gates and his organization Breakthrough Energy plowed $6.6 million into the project led by Kodama Systems. The project promises to remove carbon emissions from the Earth's atmosphere by chopping down trees and burying them underground. The move will see 70 million acres of forest, mostly in the western United States, cut down. According to the organizers of this insane project, so-called scientists, by the way, they say that burying the trees can prevent them from emitting carbon dioxide and thereby reduce global warming. Here's a report by Joshua Phillip of the Epoch Times. Bill Gates and other investors are betting Kadama Systems can reduce carbon dioxide in the air by chopping down and burying trees, which has raised $6.6 million in seed funding from Bill Gates's Breakthrough Energy and others. Scientists say burying trees can reduce global warming as well. I don't know where they're finding these scientists, by the way. To help address the problem, the U.S. Forest Services aims to thin out 70 million acres of western forests, mostly in California over the next decade, extracting more than 1 billion tons of bone-dried biomass. Normally, when you cut down trees, when you're a lumberjack, when you have a lumber company, you're selling the lumber to build houses, people buying from Home Depot or whatever. They're arguing that they want to, rather than sell the timber, take all that wood and just bury it because they're saying that that is a better solution. And so in other words, this is a business because they're getting money to create carbon offsets. And this is what Bill Gates is financing. Now it's time for our nightly worldview report commentary. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has challenged Joe Biden to demonstrate that he's actually the one leading the federal government and not somebody else who is unknown. 
Biden, of course, could demonstrate this fact through a debate, so says RFK. Kennedy addressed Biden's cognitive function by saying, quote, I don't think it's character assassination to challenge the president that he has the cognitive capacity to do this very, very difficult job, end quote. He went on to say, quote, we have a right as the American people, I think, to know that our president is actually leading the country and somebody else is not, end quote. Watch this. You know, I think the issue has been raised and I don't think it's character assassination to, uh, to challenge the president to, to come out and debate and to show the American public that he has the cognitive capacity to do this very, very difficult job. This is a job that uh, requires a lot of complexity, a lot of nuance, a lot of uh, very, very difficult decisions. This is the man who might get a phone call at three o'clock in the morning that your children and my children are depending on his answering it in a way um, that is, again, response to complexities. And uh, we have a right as the American people, I think, to know that our president is actually leading the country and somebody else is not. And you know, there's, there's so many special interests now in Washington, D.C. Um, big financial interests that are uh, trying to manipulate the political process. And I, I think those interests would just as soon have a, a president with cognitive deficits because it enlarges their power. If it is not Biden, but somebody else who is leading the government, spending our tax dollars, opening the borders, well, we as Americans not only deserve to know, we deserve to know the identity of this mystery person or persons. And then they should be put on trial for staging a coup. The U.S. Constitution makes no provision for a secret entity to control one or more of the three branches of our government. America, of course, is at a tipping point, and we should demand answers. So kudos to RFK Jr. for stepping up and, well, asking these questions. <laughs> But we need more elected officials to do the same thing. So I, I encourage you to call or write your member of Congress and ask them to call a press conference and demand to know who is actually running the executive branch of the U.S. government. Call your governor and ask him or her to do the same. Just makes common sense, doesn't it? And if it's not Joe Biden, who is it? And if it is Joe Biden, he can prove it by debating RFK Jr. Well, that does it for this edition of the Worldview Report. As always, thank you for watching and for supporting this viewer-supported broadcast. You can do that a couple ways. One is by checking out superfoodshouse.com, superfoodshouse.com. That's H-O-W-S-E. It's another company my wife has vetted, and she has signed off on it as being, well, one that we would recommend to you. She's actually using their 30-day plan right now. What is superfoodshouse.com? Well, that's the landing page where you will find out about how you can obtain a vegetable shakes virtually. Uh, this is organically grown vegetables. No sprays, no pesticides, no glyphosate. The organic farmers pull it out of the ground. It is brought into the facility of this organization. They juice it, then they dehydrate it, and they put it in a bag as a powder. Now you can take well, your berries or your um, carrots or whatever else is your 
choice, a vegetable, scoop up the powder, mix it with some good, clean, healthy water, mix it and drink it, and you're getting incredible nutrition without all the work of juicing. And again, it's organic, no glyphosate, no pesticides. If you want full details, and boy, a lot of you have gone after this one, and well, you should. I said, As I said, my wife's on this 30-day program. You don't have to do the 30-day program. You can choose to or choose just to purchase some of their different vegetable shakes. You'll find it there at superfoodshouse.com. Another great way to support your health, I think, and this organization. Superfoodshouse.com, H-O-W-S-E on house there. Another way, of course, is by going to melissahousebg.com. This is another one she brought us. I've been taking it since December 2nd. I don't have time to tell you all the great results I've received. And by the way, I got another email last night that my wife showed me from one of our longtime supporters who is also taking this and has had some incredible results as well related to their movement and flexibility. So again, I am so thrilled by the testimonials I'm receiving from you, the listening audience, who have joined me and Melissa in taking this and also are seeing incredible results in your own personal health. Now, you can just check out the clinical trials, about 80 of them, at melissahousebg.com, melissahousebg.com. That's our landing page, and we use that to track it. So with each purchase, you're also not only, I think, supporting your health, but this organization as well. By the way, the retention rate on those of you that keep taking this, who subscribe to it, is over 80%. I think that's because you're getting good results like we are, which is why you keep taking it, which is why I take it twice a day. You can take it once a day if you want. I take it twice a day. Full details at melissahousebg.com. Earlier in the broadcast, we talked about the uh, bio labs around the country and how many there are and the leaks that have happened in the past. So my friend, Dr. Thorpe, who was quoted, is also with the wellness company. If you'd like to receive your own wellness company emergency medical kit with eight different meds, then please do visit twc.health forward slash Brannon twc.health forward slash Brannon. There you can order this emergency medical kit and have one for each of your family members. Ivermectin, amoxicillin, antibiotics. Again, you might want to have one on hand for each family member. What the eight meds are and what they treat is all available at twc.health forward slash Brannon. All right. And as we get ready to conclude, remember that each and every night, Worldview Report airs at 7 p.m. Central at worldviewtube.com and patriot.tv. And then Brandon House Live, 7.30 Central at worldviewtube.com and at patriot.tv. Patriot.tv does not have its official hard launch until February 26th. And no, the programs won't all be behind a paywall. You'll be able to watch them for 30 days for free, okay? So there you go. Thanks again for watching the broadcast and supporting the broadcast in one or all of the ways that have been mentioned tonight. Till next time at Brandon House, may God save America. Take care.